Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hey, this is Power Card, aka Project Pat, and you're listening to the Baltimore Beatdown Podcast, the best Ravens podcast on the planet. That's pretty incredible. In fact, it's marvelous. Thank you guys. Thank you, Mr. Lundquist. No, we have not seen anything like that. My name is Jake Luke, and you are listening to the Baltimore motherfucking beatdown podcast midnight here on a Monday night. You know, it's it's a Monday. Get my little Garfield energy. I hate Mondays, but not when I'm waiting all day for Monday night. And I was anxious today. You know, I'm anxious before every game, as you noted in our, uh, our Slack chat there, but yeah, this there was just, you know it was a big one, and uh, you know a lot on the line, especially for the Ravens. And uh, it was up, it was down, it was uh, left, it was right, it was uh, everything, and it was nothing. Uh, one of the best games I've ever watched, uh, certainly within the top ten regular season Ravens games of all time, as you mentioned. Uh, Justin Tucker ice in his veins, fifty-five yard field goal to win it with two seconds to go. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Um, leaving the game to deal with cramps, have it, you know, take a dump, who could say, honestly, comes back literally, uh, at the probably last moment that he could have made something happen, goes out there, does exactly that on the first play. And, um, what do we even say? I mean, I, I don't know what to do with my hands. Unbelievable game. So much fun. Uh, so much stress. The Ravens choked a game away as best as they could and stuck their teeth, their nails, their toes into the ground, freaking dug in and won that game at the end. Lamar Jackson runs onto the field, confirmed 2020 headline coming out of a a Ravens 45 to 42 win. Ryan Mink, Lamar Jackson confirms that he did not go to the locker room to poop. It's just the frankness in that tweet is just incredible. And, uh, you no know, poopy time, but they did the Browns dirty, uh, shit all over them at the end of the game. Lamar comes running back in. If he had cramps, like that's sick too. comes in fourth and five cold. Hasn't played in 
45, 50, maybe real minutes rolls out. Everybody in the world thinks, you know, oh, he's going to, you know, scramble for a first down here. He had some space. He had a blocker in front of him. Nope. Floats one over top. Hollywood Brown, who shit the bed completely and utterly dropping a Trace McSorley little five yard out on third down. Gives not not even day. his first drop in the game either. Tough, tough game for him. The first two were like, all right, you know, not a great throw from Lamar. And then the other one was tight coverage. So I was like, all right, you know, give him, give him a break. He's come up big the last couple of weeks. And then the, that one was just ever in that moment, everyone was done with him. Everyone was just done with Hollywood after that drop. Lewis Riddick tweeting out in these cold games, you have to learn how to cold body catch, whatever the fuck that means. I, I don't know that one. I'm not hip to, but clinks off of him and disappointing the Browns are running around Baker Mayfield sliding to the end zone the Ravens really never can just sack Baker Mayfield even in that week one win it was like him running around in the pocket loosey-goosey ends up turning the ball over a couple times but they cannot get that man on the ground for the love of God the entire second half he's in the pocket there's pressure he's moving around and then it seemed like every other pass play was Derek Wolf and Baker Mayfield somehow in a in a one-on-one to the sideline and Baker's going to win that 10 times out of 10. So that was really annoying, but ultimately just everything went wrong for the Ravens. Jimmy Smith goes down. Marcus Peters goes down. Gets to the point where they have two cornerbacks, one of which is Marcus Peters, who is visibly limping. And the Browns, you know, shit all over them. And Lamar comes from, back from the shits and unbelievable stuff. Unbelievable stuff. Wins a game at the end. Drives down the field with no wasted motion, nothing, nothing wasted. Perfect execution, two-minute drill. Finds Andrews, finds Andrews. Hits Snead, who doesn't get out of bounds. Spikes the ball. And Justin Tucker ultimately is the greatest kicker to ever live and that ever will live. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I thought he was going to miss it, I'll be honest. Like, And I called a, t- I called a Tucker game winner. Like You, you know, did, you did, you did. You've wanted that for a long time and you got it. Lest we forget, you know, it would have been... <laughs> I was calling for a 24-23 final score, so we're about 20 points beyond that. Uh, by the way, 47-42 for a mother-effing scoregami, so that's pretty tight. Great teams win, great teams cover. And great teams get the scoregami. And, yeah, I you know, I felt like we were overdue for that Tucker game. We really hadn't had one this year. I thought he was going to miss it. 55 yards in Cleveland, trash field tonight. I don't know what the hell was going on. If Baker in his little progressive commercial was dicking around with the grass with his lawnmower, a lot of people getting that meme off. That was really funny. But Lamar having issues with his cleats, all these other players are slipping and sliding around. It's like, man, can he get his foot down and like get get his leg through that thing all the way for a 55-yarder, which we were talking about the wind being a narrative pregame. Didn't really seem to be, but like when you're off Lake Erie in the middle of the country in this time of year, feels like it's going to be a problem at least to some extent. Just like, you know, I don't want to say never in doubt because he kind of you know, flirted a little bit there, but it snuck into that bottom left corner. Um, <laughs> that's my favorite game winner. He kicked right? that with the wind. It was blowing. It was blowing a little bit across left, and he uh, he curled that with it, let the wind kind of take it across. And, I mean, that ball was fucking beautiful. It's my, favorite, ga- it's my favorite game winner of his since Denver 10 years ago. Yeah. Yep. Especially because that – even – the Denver one was what, like 40, 47, 40, 47. Yeah, that's like, that's a long one. It's a tough one. But in Cleveland, windy fucking night hasn't, I don't think he, he didn't kick a field goal all night until that point. Am I wrong? I think it was just touchdowns and extra points mm-hmm. and comes in end of the game. You know, it's like had a, had one blocked, had an extra point blocked, had, had a miss last week from short. He hasn't been relied upon that much. Like 
He hasn't been a huge factor in, in what the Ravens do the way that he used to be. And him just throwing up gang signs coming off the field <laughs> was just inevitable. I know looked it. I, I did what I did at the Super Bowl. In these moments, I, I turn away, cover my ears, cover my eyes. I don't hear. I don't see. And then I look up at my mom, and, and she gives me a thumbs up. And I was like, <laughs> let's go. I was afraid that I was going to wake the, uh, the folks up. I assume my dad was maybe watching um, in their bedroom, like but safely they, watching in the dark. They had both retired to the chambers, but uh, I don't know if he wakes up and this thing's on the DVR. He's got himself a little bit of a roller coaster. <laughs> um, but I mean, it was literally it was Shakespearean. The most like literally, whenever the Ravens, at least recently, have been in games like this, it feels like whenever the drama starts to tilt and it starts to feel a little WWE, then it's like, oh fuck, they're gonna lose. Like they don't win games like this. And especially you have McSorley out there, third down and like seven or something, goes to take a read option, and he does something to his knee. So prayers up to our boy Trace, who looks solid tonight, I think, you know, kind of did what he had to do. Um, but, he, you know, maybe he has that injured knee, and you got like a fourth and seven. They're about to cut to commercial, and it's like, holy shit, they're going to have a fourth and seven, and they're going to have to run the same cook out there. And Steve Levy is just like, and here comes Lamar running on it. It's like, what the fuck is going on? And then he comes out there. We, uh, by the way, fourth and five. Yeah. So fourth and a commercial break, which by the way was, you know, (laughs) maybe the longest commercial break I can ever remember. That's probably my own bias and my own adrenaline that was kind of taking over, but uh, I could not bear that weight comes out next play on fourth and five scrambling to the right. He could have easily run for the first down, which like, by the way, that's been my narrative is he needs to start taking those a little more. I'm glad he didn't take this one uncorks the, the long touchdown to Hollywood Brown for the Redemption play, and uh, as you mentioned, three straight games with a touchdown for him. Three straight games with a touchdown for him. Three straight games with an interception for Tyus Bowser, who was all over the field this in this game, making smart plays. He is a player that can be relied upon. Generally, he you know you never catch him slipping. He's never taking himself out of plays. You don't look back and say, "What the hell was Bowser doing? Why did he lose contain?" Or you know, "Oh man, what a horrible missed tackle!" Or "Oh what." What the hell? Where where did he think that was going in coverage? Why is he not, you know, on his man? Bowser is consistent. He is smart. He has a really unique athletic skill set in terms of coverage combined with pass rush, combined with kind of open field tackling prowess. And that interception, man, was a thing of beauty. The Ravens love to bait Baker into those slants, those hitches uh, from those ISO sets. And, and get him to throw those. And, and Bowser just did a fantastic job, man. That was a textbook. That was straight out of a drill from practice where you're practicing getting into your uh, curl zone. And he just beelined 45 degrees, kept vision with his eyes turned back towards the quarterback and had quick feet, ran right under it. It was a little bit of a tricky one for him and he bobbles it for a second and ultimately is able to take it away. And the fact that the Browns finished with one turnover in this game is insane. Three force fumbles in the first quarter alone, two on the same drive, I think was the opening drive. Uh, Marlon Humphrey has eight force fumbles now. He's leading the NFL. He set the Ravens franchise record. Oh, up and down, left and right, everything that could have happened in this game did. It was it was wild. It was a wild ride. The start of the game, Browns marched down the field, pulling out some, some tricks and some screens and misdirection, this, that, and the other. You're like, all right, all right I see what you're doing, Kevin Stefanski. Ravens somehow conjure up some bullshit, rinky-dink, dirty, you know, get a 40-yard PI for Mar- on Marquise Brown and, and get down the field, somehow score a touchdown. Did not look like they were, uh, you know, in 
sync in rhythm at all, somehow manufacture a touchdown. The Ravens just ran all over the Browns from that point forward for the rest of the first half. I think they had 100 and, about 170 yards rushing at the half, somewhere in that department. And from there, I mean, I don't even know. I don't even know. It was a whirlwind. I'm, I'm going to be watching this one back quite a few times. The Monday Night Football guys, of course, want to tout it as the game of the year. Hard to say that it wasn't. Uh, that was probably really fun for people that weren't a Ravens or a Browns fan to watch. It was kind of fun for us. But if you're, you know, if you're the average New York Giants fan watching the buddy, Monday my buddies in my, uh, my, um, fantasy group chat, like it's a couple Ravens fans, but also a lot of skins and, uh, like a couple other random fans. And it's like, man, this game's so awesome. It's like, you know what? Not, not really having a good time guys. I'm glad you're enjoying it, but, uh, you know, not, uh, not the, most fun viewing experience for the kid. I think I might need to take a Xanax to get myself to sleep tonight. Yeah, it, I imagine the average Giants fan eating fucking gabagool up there. Oh! You know, oh, drinking himself a nice mixed drink, having a fresh gabagool. Hey, bada bing. And he was uh, saying, was I was going to awesome. go to sleep after that Tyus Bowser interception. It felt like the game was over, but then, just when I thought I was out, they, they pulled me back in. Back in. What a game, love. you know. What a game. Uh, would definitely be livid right now. And I do love to say, you know, the the result doesn't change the process. And we'll get into it. Right now we'll remain high. There were some problems in this game. There are some big-time problems. There's excuses for them. There's logical reasons why they happen. But there are some issues. Ultimately, Mark Andrews plays ball, man. He fucking plays ball. He gets open. A guy who... Came in the clutch multiple times, ends up working with Lamar, checks and releases. He's blocking. He's not really an option. Works across, game-breaking play down the field uh, with a monster stiff arm late in the game to, to get the Ravens in position to score. And then ultimately on that last drive, just gets open against single coverage. He really uncovers. He is in that, that Waller. In terms of just getting open, he's in that Waller, that Kelsey, that, you know, uh, difficult to fucking cover, difficult matchup for anyone in the NFL one-on-one. And he was able to make big catches, gets them right down the field. Willie Sneed, another guy who had a crazy awesome catch on that Lamar Jackson fourth and five drive. Trace McSorley throws him one pretty high, a little bit of a wobbler. Sneed goes up and gets it. Tight coverage, guys coming down, punching on the ball. He snags that one. Uh, you know, J.K. Dobbins absolutely hammers Sendejo at the goal line on the two-point conversion. That was fucking sick. Big boy, that was an angry right run. There. That was fucking nuts. Absolutely sick. Hammered, hammered, hammered Andrew Sendejo down there at the line. I thought DJ Fluker, he sent Miles Garrett into the shadow realm on a big play. I can't recall exactly what play. Uh, it was a pass play early on, but Fluker played really well. I thought Bradley Bozeman had a couple key blocks. He falls on a fumble, a J.K. Dobbins fumble. We're not sure if he's down. They don't review it because... The Ravens recovered, and it ultimately looked like it probably was. But, uh, yeah, it was it was trouble. The Ravens end up defensively. I mean, I don't have a lot of good shit, good stuff to say about the Ravens' defense. It's right just now. Bow, like Bowser. He's the only one that made a play. Yannick looked really good early on, but he got gassed. Humphrey made a couple plays early, but then what the fuck are they doing at the end of the game, man? Marlon's off coverage playing 10 yards off of Kareem Hunt and just kind of lets him go score, which ended up being a good thing ultimately instead of the Browns, you know, which is, listen, I said it. What? I, I said just let him score and then let JT cook. I tweeted that, yeah. and then you said they'd go for two. So just, you know. They didn't go for two. That was fucking stupid that they, they didn't go for two. Well, I mean, it would have been the same thing, right? You'd have a minute and seven left, and 
go. See, I mean, it'd probably be more in like enticing for the Ravens to drive it down the ch- field. I feel like at that it point, changes right? things a little bit when you're like, mm, if you're trailing by one right there, you're like, yeah. I mean, that would maybe change things for Cleveland's defense a little bit. Um, so I could see that, right. but yeah, it's it it doesn't. Who could say honestly? Yeah, and right now, I mean, we've got uh, one random comment coming in. Dante Yates. Who do you guys think is more likely to re-sign with the Ravens? Yannick Ngakwe or Tyus Bowser, assuming Judon walks? We got asked that question on the last pod. You know, ideally, you know, fuck one, marry one, kill one in terms of it was it was overpay, team-friendly deal and cut. Right now, I think we both ended up agreeing overpay Bowser. Right now, I'm emphatic, emphatically seeing the value of Bowser more than anyone else. In terms of versatility, the Ravens love versatility. He actually can cover. He actually makes plays in coverage. Judon occupies space well in coverage. He's not, you know, I don't think he's agile enough in that sense to be a real factor in coverage the way Bowser is. Bowser's just never out of place. Like, like again, we already talked about this, but I'm never upset with Tyus Bowser on a play. When I go back and watch, I never think to myself, man, what the hell was Tyus Bowser doing? A guy you need, high character guy, developed, worked through shit, Never really bitched or moaned. Uh, you know, him and Tim Williams were both kind of like wasting around, not getting a ton of snaps. Bowser's worked his way into different roles. He plays off ball. He plays edge. He can line up in the slot. He can go cover people in the flats. At this point, it's it's really awesome seeing how Tyus Bowser has developed. Three straight games with an interception, man. He's, he's tied for the team lead. He uh, has been making big plays down the stretch when they need it, and he – Ultimately, is the guy that I, I – it makes me sick, the idea of him walking at this point, how he's been such a trooper going through that Ravens grinder with the edges. They they draft you. They play you a little bit. They put you away a little bit. They don't give you straight-up starter snaps ever, even though he's a high pick, a second-round guy. Sticks with it. You never hear a bad word about him. He plays a ton of special teams all the time, always executes there. And at this point, don't let Tyus Bowser leave Baltimore. Got uh, Bailey and William chiming in. Sounds like they're uh, Dundalk boys. Why do you guys rip on the Dock? We love the Dock. We we're we just fucking love the Dock. We love the Dock, but you know we just you know we need to pick certain areas to kind of pick people out to uh, you know take shots at sometimes. We, we we take shots because you guys you guys are the shooters. We can't just let you guys run around. You guys got shooters right. everywhere. We got to have some shooters of our own here. Exactly, Dundalk. You guys stand on your fingers and toes. You guys. Uh, you guys talk enough shit. You can deal with a little bit, a little bit of game spit back. But we love Dundalk. Dundalk you is, guys have, is uh, the Baltimore Ravens. And you guys have Jimmy Seafood too. So I don't want to hear Dundalk it. Which by the way is the Baltimore Ravens. Got some got my the kid got himself some Jimmy's for the first time this weekend. Really? Yeah, went to their food truck down in Security Square. Uh very, very, very good. Great decision by okay. me. Uh, also follow XF52 Podcast Initiative to support local businesses in the area. Great movement by those guys. So check that out. But, Am I out of my mind here? I'm sorry. I've been a little out of the loop. General question, Maryland restaurants are all being closed. All indoor dining is closed. Just Baltimore. Like It's not Maryland. Fran no, has repetitively told me it's it's all of Maryland. And I don't she's know, like, no, because Brandon, uh, Brandon Scott specifically was uh, the one who made the announcement for the city. I don't think right. that's how it is for the full state. Okay, that's what I thought too. Fran keeps saying, she's like, we have to eat out. We have to eat out. I'm like, okay, I support that. But are you sure the restaurants are all closing? Uh, wasn't sure on that one. She, no, she's just trying to get you to take her out to like a nice, you know. Nice seafood dinner. Yeah, exactly. And then, well, no, you'll call her again. Oh, okay. We're 20 minutes, so we got to get these uh, these Twitter questions. What do you say? All right, let's get into it. We have a million comments, million questions. Instagram, I threw some stuff up to. So hop into Twitter. We'll get into it. Yo says, best game of all time. Uh, yes. 
Yeah. I've, in recent history, this is the biggest win for the Ravens. I'll say that Patriots win was huge. But the Ravens were end up, you know, rolling. Like, they were hot. That was the middle of the season. This was, for the playoff picture, this was fucking huge. They Absolutely have, enormous. Yeah, they haven't, like... <laughs> I don't want to feed into the close games narrative, but it feels like they haven't like played in a close night game like in the last couple of years and won one. You like that, you know? Right. And Lamar leading a Monday night football game tying drive and then game winning. Or wait, go ahead drive and then game winning drive. Yes. Of course. Actually, it wasn't even a drive. He just came in for one play. Well, yeah, it ground. was literally a 50, a 50 yard throw. And then, then Mark Andrews just went. Managers and, mode yeah, and they and they ultimately end up. Lamar wins it. He comes in, wins it. He missed two throws uh, that pissed me off consecutively. That Mark Andrews won. I think it was in the third. It was right before he went to the locker room. Maybe he was cramping a little bit before that. Whatever excuses or excuses. Philip Rivers played an AFC Championship game on a torn ACL. He missed a couple. I was pretty upset with those. But other than that, I mean, turnover free ball. Ran all over them. Was smart throughout the night comes back in and is just heroic. Nothing short of heroic. And this is this is a really big win for Lamar at this point in his young career. If, he, if they do not win this game, those two missed throws, like people were already getting on him like, like on a national I was scale. on him. I was pissed. He, he, it was ugly misses. Yeah, no, 100%. But like that would have been the story of the game. So the fact that, and you know, fair or not, because like he, they scored 28 points before that, on their own without the defense's help. And then obviously Tyus gets the interception right after that. So just a weird game from that perspective. He starts out and uh, it was pretty much just all him using his legs. And uh, it was fine. That was working. That's what we've said he should do. And uh, it worked out well for him in the first half. Then it turns into, uh, oh, he can't throw, get people in the box. He gets slowed down a little bit, admittedly. But then obviously he comes back in for that play. So definitely one of the signature wins of the Lamar era, as I'm seeing from one of the comments. Skipjack. How can I stop being so negative during games, but also get Harbaugh fired? He's he's big fire Harbaugh guy, but I, I'm not. I'm not. I don't know what you want Harbaugh to do, man. He, this is the one thing I saw at Harbaugh tonight that I really liked. Number one, actually, I will get on timeouts. There were timeout issues defensively. Not a perfect game from a coaching perspective at all. To be fair, with the timeouts, I was very concerned. The Ravens' defense was having trouble getting lined up, getting the right guys on the field. It was a shit show. The 15 people on the field on fourth down was fucking insane. That, and you want to see some timeouts come out and just stop the momentum, stop it. You're up, especially at that point, it was 34 to 20. You want to you want to call the whistle, get shit right. We did see my ultimate qualm with Greg Roman come to a head at the end of the first half. The Ravens are down in the red zone. Almost get a delay a game. Harbaugh, fitness freak, sprints down the field, calls a timeout, and you see him just barking into his mask, yeah. into his headset. His, when barking. that jaw gets going up and down, you, you know that something's He going. gets that Harbaugh crazy look in his eye that Jim has most of the time and that John used to get all the time where it's like, yeah, like it looks like clockwork orange and they're just peeling their eyes back off their head. Me and my and, three drugs. <laughs> and it, uh, that, that was good to see. Then ultimately Roman... Figure it out in the second half. That was the most concise play calling since that Colts game that we keep alluding to. Like the Colts game is like the shrine of the fucking efficiency of the offense. And the second half that, that was game, yeah. that was not an issue in the second half. The plays were in quick until Lamar comes out, and then you know there were other issues. But that was good to see. Like I said, the timeouts pitiful. Uh, the personnel stuff in the first half 
pitiful. Wink Martindale, you're running man coverage. I get it. Jimmy Smith goes out. Fucking shade a safety over and rely on Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters. Shade a safety. Double fucking cover. Whoever Devonta Harris is covering, rush four, sit a robber in the middle of the field, and play man fucking coverage. I don't get it. I don't get the, the huge issue because Jimmy Smith goes out. You have one corner go out. Okay. Fucking deal with it. You completely switch everything because of Jimmy Smith going out. That that can't be the the way you think through it. When you're playing so well in man, you're getting pressure, getting hits on Baker with four and five man rushes, and then they just completely flip everything. And to Baker's credit, he he took what was there, man. He made a lot of throws underneath. Some he really looked he throws. he looked fucking awesome in this game. Like by the way, like I, I got to him give him all the credit in the world. Like that interception to Bowser was really bad. But other than that, pinpoint throws, live arm, he was moving around a little bit. He looked like he looked in his rookie year down the stretch. Nah. I think he looked, I thought he was awesome. He made a lot of fucking throws where it was 10 yards off. And like at the end of the, he didn't have to throw anything difficult at the end of the game. He throws a touchdown because Marcus Peters falls down and hurts himself. And I I think he did a great job. The throw to Njoku on the sideline, the throw to People's Jones. Like there were, he was fitting some windows, man. Like it was, there was some wide open stuff, but like, you got to give him at least some credit for that. And then he he put some stuff out there. Like, I'm going to defend him on this one. I don't. I was not crazy impressed with Baker. I was very impressed with his mobility and the fact that he didn't. Maybe maybe my bar is low. Maybe my bar is low. I don't know. But I, I thought he looked really good. He was, he was fine. He did, I mean, he did what he was supposed to. He, he did the smart thing. What do I always say? Take the low-hanging fruit. The Ravens are playing off. Five yards, seven yards, eight yards. Rolls out. His footwork was great. He bought time really well. He made guys miss. Deshaun Elliott comes in like a freight train, which is what Marlon Humphrey always used to do, and he would get free blitzes. And Baker just sidesteps him, runs for four yards, and ends up getting a first down on fourth and four. Uh, I think that might have been the 15, 20, 75 men on the field. I'm not sure. But uh, it, it, he did. But he, he played better, especially than he did early this year and at times last year. He doesn't turn the ball over that much. Bowser made a great play cutting that throw off and Baker was good, but I wasn't, you know, I, st- the, I'm not sold on, on what Baker's capable of doing still because of this game for and the first time in over well over a year. I feared him out there. I, f- I, fucking maybe that's just, maybe that's just me issues, man. Maybe that's just me fearing their offense because they looked good on like as a whole unit, but I, th- I don't know. I thought he looked pretty good. Uh, El Beardo, just play the audio of that final Ravens drive over and over. Okay, maybe I, maybe I'll close that. Uh, close the episode with that. Garnett. So this is what it feels like doing drugs. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Don't ask me. I'm not a drug guy. Definitely I not would, a drug guy. I Why would, would you ask me? I, I don't drug do drugs. I've never done drugs. This body's a temple. I am not a drug guy. Body is a wonderland. Your body is a wonderland. Melly Shirtado. I don't have that energy. Is he referring to? Oh, for joining us. Okay. Well, good night, Melly Shirtado. Hope you're listening to this in the morning. Seth Gutman, remember that one brief week earlier this year when the national media started the is Butker the best kicker in the NFL hot take? I like that. I like breaking that up. And then he went on to miss extra points and just completely fall on his fucking face. Which was sick. Uh, Mally G. Sloan, say less for joining us. Well, welcome. Matthew James Miram, I know the defense was bad, but can we just bask in the fact that Lamar came out and proved that he is ready to make a playoff run and put the team on his back? Whatever it takes. We can bask in that, you know? We, you know, there were there were defensive issues that will be well documented and we will talk about, but uh, this is just one that you savor. 
Jordan Katz chimes in real quick. Everyone go to Royal Farms to support their Justin Tucker. So he was tweeting. Uh, he was tweeting that if Justin Tucker hit a game winner, he would spend twenty dollars at a Royal Farms tomorrow. And I said that I seconded that. So I guess I know what I'm getting for lunch. Little chicken box for the kid. I third that, and you like they had Travis tell him, <laughs> tell him hunch or tell him fucking uh, Cactus Jack sent you to McDonald's. Everyone shows up and be like, everyone show up to Royal Farms, just be like the goat sent me. Yeah. The- <laughs> You walk up with the chicken box and just bat at the cashier. Dude, I'm going to get one of those big fucking terrible coffees that I love and uh, a chicken box for lunch. It's just going to be a good day with Rofo. Something about the Royal Farms coffee bar. Like I usually am like a, a, a black and sweet or whatever, uh, however people put it. I don't know. I put a little sweetener and some black coffee typically or just drink it black. But something about their setup of their coffee bar, I end up with like whipped cream, two kinds of cream. There's so much. It's like a big amphitheater just like surrounding. Like Luke, yes. The Chesapeake sauce, fuck yeah, Royal Farms. Chesapeake sauce is amazing. I don't think I've had it. I usually go with honey mustard. Get both. Get both. Okay. Okay. I'll check that out. Uh, Boiler trainer. If I wasn't getting up in four and a half hours to school to teach five and six year olds, I join. As it is, my topics are Hollywood, Corner triage unit and turf topics. Love what you guys do and can't wait to listen to the show after school. Thank you for your service and teaching our, our youngins and uh, molding them into the uh, great individuals that we're going to need in our society. It's tough, uh, man. Teaching's tough. Especially right now. Uh, Hollywood. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> kind of feels like a microcosm of a season for him right now. Tough start. Bounce back. In one game. Yeah, Absolutely. exactly. So, yeah. I don't know what I have to do with my hands. I like with changing light bulbs and making a blender. It looked great. You were doing a little sleight of hand trick there. Uh, corner triage unit and turf topics. So, the corners, you know, it's, it's looking rough behind the top two guys. And even the top two guys had kind of a rough game tonight. I think they'll bounce back as far as beyond them. Jimmy Smith needs to get healthy. Devontae Harris, like, he got picked on a couple times, but he's looked, you know, he's he's shown some dog tendencies this season. I'm not ready to give up on him. Jermon Williams getting healthy, I think, is going to be sneaky pretty big. Like, you don't want to be relying on a 37-year-old corner, but, like, he's played some good football so far this season. And then the turf, I mean, it looks like fucking Heinz Field out there. It was bad. The grass was so short. So, 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 so short. Yeah, it was it was weird. Uh, Wookie Nookies, uh, no Ingram sighting. Hollywood's performance drops versus Clutch TD and PI call. Is he a bum or a soldier? Three, you love to see it. So, bum or soldier for Hollywood? Soldier. I think he lives in a perpetual state of like in between. No, nah, he's a soldier. That's my dog. Okay. I'm I'm riding with Hollywood from this point forward. I love the hate. I was, you know, I defended him a little bit after the first two. The third one, awful, horrible drop, but. Sneaks free, makes the play, scores a touchdown, continues a streak of scoring touchdowns, steps up. I like the energy that he's brought lately. I like early catch he has. I think he's dropped that, you know, falling down shit quite as much. He tries to find a little seam, go get some yards, and uh, approaches it in a much less bird-boned way. And uh, made the play, man. The drop doesn't matter because he scores the the touchdown. It doesn't matter. He made the play ultimately. Yeah, I agree. He had to make. Maybe. Yeah, I and I think I was on the uh, the train of like let's maybe get off this guy a little bit. Like he'll bounce back, and like if he's not a number one wide receiver, that's okay. He can still be a high end number two. So I think this game showcased that a little bit. You know, he's got that connection with Lamar. I don't think any other wide receiver on this team is able to like make the play that he did when he did in that moment. So credit to him, man. Great bounce back. Orioles haiku. Does Lamar does Lamar go back to his main pregame dish after tonight's game? Then he includes a picture. 
the the Ravens quarterback has revealed that before each and every game, he eats shrimp Alfredo. Shrimp Alfredo. <laughs> that's my meal before the game, Jackson told CNBC. On carbo loading, he say he says, they say this pasta helps your brain. I feel like I go out with a level headed I can think. The only thing I can think of is Michael Scott just housing that shrimp Alfredo before he goes out for the mile, and then he just like cramps up and dies. It makes me think of the movie The Replacements when the, the huge sumo wrestling lineman is... <laughs> Literally shotgunning hard-boiled eggs, and then he just pukes all over the field. <laughs> Fucking nasty. <laughs> Which is like, <laughs> I eat shrimp Alfredo because the pasta is good. <laughs> it's a brain food, I guess, is what it's. He and Russell Wilson are just like fucking beer bonging uh, nano bubbles. <laughs> Fucking just... shrimp in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a that's a sneaky part of this whole thing. It's like. It's it's like one thing to get it here where it's actually good, like. <laughs> or uh, you go to it's like that Russell Westbrook commercial. I care. I think it was for Mountain Dew or Doritos or something. And he's like, you know what they say? Never do this. Never do that. Never order sushi in Oklahoma City. And it's like this gross. It shows this gross sushi that's like crawling out. Yeah, Lamar, maybe chill in the shrimp Alfredo. I remember he went to some freaking random little hole in the wall. Somewhere in Baltimore, I think it was either with like Ingram or someone else before that playoff game, and then like, oh yep, Lamar's got diarrhea again. Motherfucker, need, he's like a dog that eats too much freaking, like that gets into something, has a sick stomach for five days, aka my dog that eats random things that he finds, and then we're like crying trying to figure out what's wrong with his rock hard stomach. Lamar's had so many illnesses and like stomach bugs and this that and the other at this point. He was sick before his first start. He has COVID. He's sick from that. He's fucking. Cramping, shitting, throwing up, God knows what tonight. Yes, that is, yes, before the marathon where Andy chafes his nipples off. Gotta gotta manage my, uh, what does he call it, the back traffic or whatever. He's like running behind Kevin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Lamar maybe, I mean, whatever. Shrimp Alfredo got you this far. If that's what he's been eating, winning Heisman's, winning MVPs, whatever, man. Keep, keep shitting yourself and throwing touchdowns. I don't care. Listen, that... <laughs> That sequence with uh, McSorley, like, I, I was low-key kind of convinced he was going to pull something off, and then that knee just gives out, and it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> That's the Trace McSorley has been notorious back to Penn State for being the one of the worst, like, historically worst option, like, readers, as in pull versus give. First play he's in, Gus Edwards, tractor-trailer size hole, pulls it. Then he ends up on the play that he gets hurt on, Whoever the back was, nothing but green grass, keeps it, fucks his knee up. They, Penn State had to start putting Saquon at quarterback and McSorley at running back because he kept fucking up the read option. And I think he did that again tonight, but made a couple really nice throws. Cool. Darker night, Jake. I don't know how long this show is going, but please end it with your inglorious Arriva Derchi. Uh, okay, so maybe I'll, I'll try to remember to end it with that, but you've got one. I think that's how you end it from now on. Everybody gets one. Uh, Joe Anthony or Chris Flash, how in the fuck are we supposed to sleep after a game like that? Holy shit. Uh, well, agreed. I mean, I gotta be, I gotta be up a for work and then I'm hopping on the SB nation NFL show like tomorrow morning to like recap this. So like, I'm still probably going to be riding the adrenaline wave. So that's great. Uh, Joe Anthony still think the coaching is inept. Great win though. I, you know, there's something to that, but like we mentioned, we, we kind of already touched on that. Priya Kurtz, please talk about the defense almost blowing it. Yeah, I mean, they. it just looked like, I don't know, some games it just feels like the defense 
at least like with the Ravens, but I feel like this happens all over the league. Like defenses just get gassed and they just like get in their own heads and kind of give up. And that kind of felt like tonight. They just were playing soft. They were just, they started playing off, playing soft. The pass rush, like, is Baker Mayfield a better athlete than anyone on the Ravens defensive front? Like, what the fuck was going on? I think he is. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, maybe Campbell the exception. I don't know. No, Campbell can't chase him down the open field. Like, what the fuck is going on? Why can't Ngakwe finish a play? Why can't? That's why it was like, oh, they've got a finisher. Judon can't finish. Like, oh, okay. Like, now it's Ngakwe, Wolf, all these guys, pressure in the backfield, McPhee. No one can get Baker Mayfield down. Yeah, he Wolf. Is like, uh, Wolf got absolutely posterized on that touchdown run. He just kind of like got. He was gassed. He can't catch Baker in the open field. He just can't. He's not. He's, Baker's quicker than him. Yeah. And I've I've always liked Baker's athleticism. I thought he didn't rely on it quite enough. And he uh, he started getting happy feet just a little bit. And I like tweeted that. And then he immediately threw two dimes and didn't get happy feet again. Took some hits. Of course, the fucking Judon sack the one sack that wasn't even going to be one because brandon williams jumps offside of course judon lays into him and oh what do you know judon penalty anything judon does is a penalty roughing like, the passer yeah he's like the guy that the refs are like oh hey watch out for that 99 that's what like, i've been saying like they they convene before the game and they talk about like all right x number like does x you got to watch out for it like they just meet up before every ravens game and they're like 99 is dirty like whatever he does fucking get ready because like he's not only gonna like cause penalties, but he's going to get up in your face and talk shit. And that's this annoying human element that's always going to be a part of refereeing, but is never going to cease to infuriate me. It is. Uh, and in the end, it doesn't even matter because Brandon Williams is offsides. Big Baby, I think Big Baby played well. He uh, he batted a pass or two. He was okay. The Browns run game, there wasn't any, you know, game-breaking runs. Chubb hits a hole untouched for like a, what, 13-yard touchdown or something. They had a couple, you know, tough runs. They got them down to the scoring position, whatever. Had some nice goal-to-go runs, whatever. But I think they generally played the run well. The Ravens weren't hurting trying to defend the Browns' uh, rushing attack. That wasn't like a, oh, my God, they can't stop the run kind of thing. Uh, and it's a tough rushing attack to stop. But, yeah, ba- I mean, Baker just, they fucking couldn't get him down, no matter what. No matter what. He there were multiple, plays, like, plays where he was just absolutely dead to rights and just like somehow got out of it. I think that's maybe what I'm more talking about with him having a good game, like very accurate, but like the mobility I think is really what killed Baltimore. Yes. It was composure. It was rolling out, buying time, staying throw ready. Uh, And he, I've always, I've said this every time the Ravens play the Browns, he is better throwing on the run and outside of the pocket than he is inside the pocket. He rolls out, catches an angle him and Josh Allen have the two highest velocities thrown at the combine. I think Allen was right around 60 miles per hour and Mayfield was like 59.1. Those are the two hot. There might be a third random quarterback. Someone um, might be Kaepernick. Someone else has a uh, right around there, but those are like either one and two or one and three all time velocity throwing the football. He throws fucking laser beams on the lasers. Run. I got these freaking sharks freaking with freaking sharks laser freaking beams laser on their freaking beams. heads. Freaking heads. Uh, friend of the show, Matt Pine, sent in a Spider-Man video. That's uh, Toby Maguire in Spider-Man Three, folks. This is something else from Matt Pine. Lamarvelous, is it Marquise or Hollywood? I don't even know anymore. It's just series to series. You got to pick one or half to half potentially. But I'm gonna stick with Hollywood. Just kidding. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep Hollywood around. He's touchdowns three straight games. Uh, he's had a couple times too this season where he's been tackled at like the one or just barely couldn't get in. I know against the Washington football team, 
Lamar had that crazy throwback. Hollywood tried to lunge and down right at the one. Should have a couple more, but he made the play when the lights were brightest. Hollywood, primetime jet. Uh, Stewart Shock, moot point now, but there is there an argument that Hollywood should have, I, he says have, I think he means should have dropped at the one-yard line and saved all our hearts instead of taking it in for the touchdown. I think... Uh, I hate that shit. No, I agree, but like it, like as soon as he scored, I was like, "Fuck!" They left him with too much time. This is going to have to come down to another possession. So I see what he's saying, but you just you got to score. Like you never know touchdowns, particularly you know with an offense that's a little hit and miss. You just got to take them where you can get them. Tony Ferrari, the uh, old uh, the old use check against the Steelers. Yes, I think that's where every someone. every Ravens fan just has PTSD from that. Tony Ferrari. Uh, that shit was ridiculous. Justin Tucker is the GOAT. What one player needs to step up their game on D if you had to choose one? I'll just say Unique Ngakwe. Like, get to the fucking quarterback, dude. That's what they traded for you for. He, he was harassing Baker a little bit. He couldn't finish, but he was pro- – I, I, if I had to guess, he had the most pressures tonight. He probably had like four or five. No, I agree. I just like – it. <laughs> If the whole thing was like Judon can't finish and now they have a guy that's going to be able to and he had five sacks before he joined the team, it's like, let's figure something out. Uh, Baker hasn't been sacked a ton. and the that Browns Good offensive line. line. Jedrick Wills mighty gets good. hurt at one point. So, yeah. I'm going to go with Chuck Clark. I want Chuck Clark to play like baller level football. I think he's been solid overall. I don't think he played well tonight. He had a fucking travesty of a defensive pass interference. He got I victimized in coverage a little bit at certain points, it looked like. Yeah, he hasn't really like... I think he's been solid in the right place. I don't think he blows coverages. He's kind of had the little Tony Jefferson effect where he's has tight coverage on really difficult tight ends and mismatch players, and they make good catches. Like he had sticky coverage on Joku. Joku gets his knee down on the sideline, like stuff like that. But he was out of place a little bit tonight in this one, it felt like, but he generally does a great job. I just want to see him make some impact plays. Uh, if If he is really turning up and turning on, then I think that takes that defense to a different level a little bit. Uh, I like what I saw from Patrick Queen late. I will say too, I people were shitting on him. I didn't really see anything crazy. It's tough I, did, to I didn't him. notice him all night. Yeah, yeah, he played a couple screens okay, and I don't, I don't think I saw a ton of stuff. He ended a couple plays kind of, but nothing great. But he was really communicating late, and the Ravens defense was having so much trouble getting lined up, getting the right guys on the field. And Queen started screaming so loud it was coming through the audio, clapping, clapping, like getting down in the the five tech's ear, getting down in the nose's ear, screaming, clapping, slapping him on the butt, getting the right gap. And for him to be 21 years old doing that is an encouraging sign. So I was uh, quite impressed with that. And I, I would I would like him to be awesome. Him and Clark, those are the two guys I want to to really ball the fuck out uh, down this stretch. Uh, Skirps, build the statue of Trace now. Agreed. Uh, Joe Anthony. Oh, and for the haters, Lamar led this team back two times in the fourth quarter with his arm, but he can't come from behind to win, right? Right on. Chris Lehman, this is why we love this game. What a kick by Tuck. Nailed the game-winning field goal prediction. I did, thank you. Just a little off on point totals. Yeah, you know, by 20 or so, but we don't have to touch on that. Uh, but lost a little bit in all this is Trace coming in and looking ready to win. Third and ten catch by Snead to keep that drive going was massive. He's getting a little, he's getting friskier and friskier. Sean McCulloch is Hollywood nickname fully revoked or does wide open touchdown in the win for give it all? We touched on that. Let's let's give him Hollywood. 
Ben walks. That was so fun. But why do I feel like we keep getting out coached? Also, the $100 million defense needs to be better. Yeah, we do. They do. We kind of touched on that. Uh, Kai, Gus, Ed- Gus Edwards is my guy. I demand 15 carries a game. What do you think about how Gus played? I feel like him and JK both looked really good. Gus straight bowled through Mac Wilson on that early touchdown run. Uh, it wasn't early. Maybe it was second or third quarter. I don't know. It's all blurring together now. But Lamar had that monster, like, 55-yard run, and then Gus capped it off the next play. Just with, like, the one-two punch, like an absolute, like, fucking Muhammad Ali, like, dancing around one-two. Lamar with the long run where he was just simply built different. They're like, they're like fucking Mickey Mantle and Gary when they're on. Like, they're an elite combination. Uh, Kobe and Shaq, that's a better comparison. They are so dynamic when they're on. And Gus just doesn't disappoint you. He just doesn't disappoint you. He runs so hard. He's been getting out and taking better angles to the sideline, getting himself some more room lately. Uh, crazy efficient. There's no him like Dobbins. Yeah, there's no Dobbins. there's no thinking with what he does. He's just a fucking monolith. Like he just he's takes, like a shark. Yeah, he just takes the ball and just like like there's no like tentativeness or just he just stays up. He runs a little high, which like it works for him because like guys are trying to. I'm like, thinking of Dimaggio. Sorry, not Mickey Mantle. Yeah. Okay. Either way, it, it's a great great impression. Um, Oh, okay. I see Jordan kind of called you out a little bit there. That's a tough scene. But uh, yeah, it. Yeah, he's, he's fucking sick. Um, Patrick Roney, is Lamar running along with quick play action the way the new offense should be? He looks more like 2019 Lamar when he can just play backyard football. Fuck the stats, baby. I don't even know if it's like quick play action. I would just say just like run him more and like just tell him to fucking scramble more. Like that seems to get it done. When Lamar scrambles more, yeah, he has been tentative to scramble. And the last couple games, he's done it. If you have space, go do it. And it kind of bit him in the ass a little bit early. Felt like he was relying on that and couldn't get his footing. That took so long to get fixed. It was insufferable at one point with him slip sliding. But we talked about it the last couple weeks. Go back to doing what you did in 2018. You're a better version of that now. That is experienced. Teams have adjusted to it. You have now readjusted to it and figured out how to, uh, you know, get some misdirection going, get some different reads going. Tuck the ball, man. He doesn't scramble like people think he does. Him and Cam Newton both. They're black quarterbacks. They get scrutiny for being runners, whatever. They don't have an outlet, especially Cam Newton. Cam Newton scrambles less in his career than Aaron Rodgers does as a lower scramble. His 2015 season, like people act like he was scrambling to win that MVP. They were calling like buck sweeps and QB powers. Like, and he basically won the MVP doing that. Like there was not a lot of scrambling. Yes, he is more, I want to say stubborn to scramble than, than Lamar is. Lamar is usually among the top like five or seven, but like Gardner Minshew scrambles more than Lamar. Sean Watson scrambles more than Lamar. Russell Wilson scrambles more than Lamar. Like they're all in that same little range. It's right around nine to eleven percent. But go fucking do it when you can. And then guess what happens? Teams are so fearful of you scrambling that plays like that fourth and five happen, where they're everybody's like, "Oh shit, Lamar's on the move. We have eyes on him. Go get him. Go make the play. Give up something in coverage. It makes throws easier. It opens shit up for other guys. Make throws on the run. All kinds of stuff like that." And Uh, The ball came out in rhythm at the end of that game. He got the cramps. He was struggling with rhythm as a passer. I mentioned those two throws. I was extremely unhappy with that miss to Mark Andrews. Should have been a long touchdown. It's windy. You can make excuses for him. So he's too scrutinized, blah, blah, blah. The training wheels are off. I'm done with excuses for Lamar. 
He stepped up big time tonight. He threw the ball in rhythm at the end of the game. Uh, I'm very happy with how he has gotten his shit together and just played fucking ball. And this offense finally getting to the line in the second half with ample time to get under center, get the motion done, make a check if you need to, scan the field, do shit. And like they're getting scary offensively with Lamar on the field. They have now put up, what, 70... I guess they had the, the safety, but they didn't have any defensive scores. So they put up 45 and 33 over the last two games. Over the last six days, they're scoring points again, man. This offense is going to shoot up in the points per game, all that stuff. And the Browns are being lauded as this great, you know, well-balanced team that plays D, yada, yada, yada. Lamar was dicing them up on the ground, makes plays with his arm late in the game. So it's a good thing to see them leaning back into the run game and Lamar making throws when he needed to at the end of the game. Absolutely. Calvin, that was a roller coaster. That game was a roller coaster of emotion and was tolling to say the least. What do you guys think to be needs to be done to make sure they don't have a letdown next week against the Jags? So it's going to be at home versus Gardner Minshew. The announcement came down that he will be back into the starting lineup for Jacksonville. Yeah, I just did the Titans Jags game today. Uh they they they're going to run all I think they that. like this is where Harbaugh has got to turn it on a little bit and you know, I trust in him to do so uh down the stretch after a win like this like it seems like prime for a letdown, like maybe in the middle of the season, but I think they know what's on the line right now. I don't. I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any effort. Is I don't think effort's going to be an issue in this upcoming game. The Jags. Uh, James Robinson's a stud. Hits the hole in the right spots. They've got guys that can make plays in the passing game. Gardner buys time, like I just said, but he doesn't have that strong of an arm. Uh, he makes mistakes. Overthrows a ton of balls in the red zone. Their defense feisty, but. Like they've Schobert and Miles Jack, they fill really well. But other than that, they miss a lot. They just miss assignments a lot. I think the Ravens are going to run all, all, all over the Jordan's. Jags. Yeah. So Jordan's saying Jags feels like the biggest trap game in history, and then Andrew Browning no. came in and said the Giants game is. So yeah, I'm definitely looking at that Giants game as the one that you got to like buckle the chin straps for and get ready because the Giants are a little friskier. Their defense is tough. They have a, a top ten defense, the Giants, and their offense was. Horrible against the Cardinals. Daniel Jones was pathetic, but their defense can really ball out. They have guys in the trenches. They have McKinney and Jabril Peppers. They're two matchup guys. McKinney's just getting his feet wet. They have an amazing corner in Bradbury. Uh, Blake Martinez has been okay for them as well. Giants are definitely a tough matchup. I just think Daniel Jones is going to turn the ball over. And uh, or Colt McCoy. Do some things. Yeah, Christian. What do you think we can do to help that secondary? Kind of, kind of a tough question. Get healthy. Get healthy, yeah. That's kind of, kind Anthony of Averett like, snaps back to form of how he was before the, the collarbone issue. He looked really rusty last game. They end up keeping him out. That bit them in the ass tonight, not having him active. Uh, that was not ideal. And at this point, you just need Jimmy to – I love Jimmy Smith to death. This is no fault of his, but whenever they need him, Whenever they've needed him for years, it's always it something. It's like he's he's not healthy. Chris Lehman, what is the play call on fourth and five if Lamar doesn't come back into the game following Trace Unitas' injury? So this is just kind of obviously for the benefit of like shits and gigs, but like Willie Sneed was taking snaps to be the emergency quarterback on that play, apparently. So I think you kind of, I think that it's it'll be. I mean, Huntley will be the backup. 
Well, yeah, but he's saying like in the instance that somebody had to go in, like Huntley wasn't active. So he's saying on that uh, fourth and if five. If someone did tonight. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's Snead is the emergency. And I think Mark. Did I lose you? Folks, I think we lost him. Well, that sucks. We will uh, try to work to be there. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, good. Yeah, we lost you there for a second. Hmm. What did you, I guess, run back that answer? Yeah. What did, what did, did I give an answer? Uh, all I said was I think Mark Ingram and Willie Sneed are like the 50-50. Uh, well, Sneed was literally warming his arm up. Like they were going to run him out there. Hell yeah. Willie Sneed. I say you go, you go five wide, make it look like you're going to throw it to somebody, and then you just do that QB draw, just wide open. Get that five yards. Um, Patrick Roney, Duvernay should take Hollywood snap on crucial plays. Yeah, I think if like if you have like a crucial play, like a fourth and five with like two minutes to go, and you're you know you need a touchdown, I think you should definitely put Duvernay in there because Hollywood has just shown that he can't get it done. Um, let's see, anything else from Twitter? No, that's all we got from Twitter. All right, let's cruise through Instagram. See what we got going on. Trace, <laughs> trace a real one for sacrificing his knee for Lamar to take a dump. <laughs> that's a foot. That's a good way of looking uh, at it. Yeah, Trace gave his ACL for uh, Lamar to take a shit. Black Ice eighty five. If you was Lamar, would you have trusted Hollywood with the tying touchdown? Lamar is endless trust for Hollywood. That's that's almost almost, almost too much to like to a fault. I love it. I love that they are insistent, and that's why I think he, Hollywood is still Hollywood because Lamar is never going to think he's not Hollywood. He's always going to trust him. He always is going to feed him the ball. And uh, he's, you know, he's been making plays. He had a rough game tonight for sure, but made the play when he needed to. Boss Hoss, double zero. Great team W. Did Lamar have the shits? Also, what are we going to do with the secondary? I think we've answered all that. Sign 23. No questions. Love y'all. Thanks for the content every week. Win or loss. Let's finish. Hell yeah. Hopefully the Ravens make the playoffs. Well, Thank seem the dream. What specifically needs to be fixed on this defense ASAP? Pre-snap, man, they don't know where they need to be. It's an issue. Uh, there needs to be an, a screaming. They need to get fucking screamed at in film for not knowing where to be. The It is, it is like bled. The toxicity of the offense on pre-snap problems has bled into the defense. They don't know who is subbing in. Injuries have a, a part to do with that, but the mass exodus that occurs mid drive and teams can go tempo and fuck with you is too much. It is like this grand freaking the curtain comes down and the Ravens need to run on entire new props and change their outfits and get back onto the field. Like I feel like I'm watching freaking midsummer night's dream and it's, it's too much. Just let some guys play sometimes, man, on both sides of the ball. I think that goes for it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got I got nothing more to add on that. <laughs> I think you you summed it up well. B Rose nine thirty one. What are the biggest offseason needs for the offense and defense? We'll see when we get there. I don't, I'm not doing offseason shit until it's offseason. Especially after Big a win like that. Like I understand it after like the Titans loss and all that shit. Guys, just let's have some fun here. Let's have some fun. Big Von eight hundred three. We are the Titans of last year. Lamar the best. I'd, I'd take it. It's not a bad comparison. Uh, Big Von as well. Games of the year, hands down. Sure. Dark, Dark Chocolate 33. What is wrong with our defense schematically? They don't have corners to do what they want to do. They're a press man defense. They like to play single high press man, have a five man front, and do some interesting things with their linebackers blitzing. 
when you are scared about your, you know, new acquisition street kind of guy corners coming in and you're down to your cornerback. So let's see, Tavon Young is out. Amon Marshall is out. Jimmy Smith is out. Anthony Averett is deactivated. Uh, Tremont Williams is hurt. I think that might be it. So you're a cornerback like seven and you are scared of what's going to happen. You want to play off coverage. You don't want to let up big plays and they don't trust guys yet. Yeah. And- like I, I try to be like Socratic and like my schematic knowledge, particularly with defense. Um, but it just feels like the talent in the secondary is kind of getting depleted. And like that does cause you to have less confidence to like check guys man to man and kind of play that basketball style defense that wink likes to play. You see guys backing off. Like you had that Jarvis Landry fourth down conversion. Peters was backed way off him. There's just kind of a little uh, flag route where a guy kind of runs up, takes Peters attention. Landry's wide open. And like, it's, it just feels like there's not as much room to kind of utilize the talent that you need. So, you know, it kind of comes down to talent helping scheme. I feel like in that case. Yeah. And their edges are not holding contain. Well, uh, boots getting out. They're not, they're rushing. They're over rushing. They've played all these mobile quarterbacks, like all of these quarterbacks that can move around and they run past them. They continuously overrun them. They don't break down. Uh, that's not even schematics. That's just coming in too hot and letting guys break contain on you. And it happens time and time again, Ryan Tannehill hurt them. And I think the Browns and the Titans are very similar teams, but Tannehill hurt them the same way. Baker hurts them with his legs. Uh, too much of it. And against better offensive lines, they're they're picking up the blitz shit. They're able to ID. They're not fooled. The Browns have an elite offensive line. They're not fooled by your delayed blitzes. They have good communication. They can run half man. They can run zone. They can slide, do all these different things. And pressure's not working. The four are not, you know, generating great pressure. And again, Clay's Campbell's a little beat up. Like he played okay. He doesn't look the same exact way that he did previously, but you're not, you don't have interior pressure still. The Ravens need interior pressure. They can dominate. They need a, a real force inside. And Calais Campbell was that at one point this season. He is an older guy. But still, it feels like Brandon Williams, I love Derek Wolf as a run defender. He is not a strong pass rusher uh, as opposed to, you know, a lot of guys in this league right now. It's, it's tough without interior pressure. The edges have way more room to try to work with. And the quarterback then has more room as well. So I think it's just pass rush uh, overall is not, not getting home and you're weak in terms of depth in the secondary guys aren't sure of their assignments. You have to make it basic so that they aren't, aren't just blown coverages. And I think they did a good job not blowing coverages, but they want to play man and they can't when they don't have, you know, their top three or four corners healthy and it sucks, but it is what it is. They don't play very good offenses moving forward, but it's, uh, you know, don't take these games too lightly. You can't, you gotta, I mean, if you went out, you're in all likelihood you're in, that would be, it would be pretty hilarious. If they end up 11 and five, that'd be fucking hilarious to me. And, uh, that'd be sick. Yeah. I <laughs> be the definition of sick. I mean, they were, uh, you know, it, it was looking tough there for a minute whenever everyone had the vid and they were, uh, flirting with that 500 record after a five and one start. It feels like a little bit of a ball. Don't lie situation in my opinion. Don't let him get hot. Do not let him get hot. The great Josh B just said, ah, next question. KCAS 91. Have the Ravens called similar plays to the Hollywood Brown touchdown before? Was that brand new? It looked like it was kind of just like, 
I think it like that was a fire drill, honestly. Mm, I think they wanted to push that way and uh, kind of release, try to have Hollywood release. It, it might have just worked out that way naturally. It might have been drawn up. Uh, I think that Roman probably wanted to get Lamar on the move and move the launch point. And they ended up getting man coverage. The DBs got tied up a little bit. And everybody's eyes went to Lamar as he was going to get that first down and took some fucking balls from him to, to, you know, float that one. If that floats over Hollywood's head, that's a shitty situation. And he, uh, he didn't tuck and run. He made the play, made the throw. I thought I was going to die when he threw it. Like I was, he had the first down if he ran it, like it was right there. And I, I Oh my God. He was like one-on-one probably with someone and, and nobody gets him there. Rock and roll. So, yeah, I mean, I think they've called stuff like that before. It, it just was situational a little bit in terms of guys like the Browns were positive he's going to tuck it and run. They give up their responsibility. DBs get tangled up a little bit. I don't think it was any kind of crazy play call. Eddie G642, I was ready to give up on Brown. To be honest, showed up when it counted the most. Absolutely. Moving on. Sam, I am 328. Great win, but is there any cause for concern with how the defense played? And I think we hit on that. Uh, they'll have some get right games. The Jags offensive line, not great. The receivers are okay. Like, I don't think like they're not gonna do any like I don't think the Cowboys offense played poorly by any means, but I don't see them being a bigger threat than the Cowboys. Uh with Minshew and, and those guys. They don't have the same talent out wide to that extent. So that'll be a get right game. And then uh these giants, the Giants and Bengals, they'll they'll be okay. I think the Ravens defense will be okay. And and guys should get healthy and uh, everything can kind of calm down. This was like still the first game back, having everybody a little bit, and guys are banged up, yes, but now they will be able to have a normal week, play on a Sunday, go home, play at home, correct? It's in, it's in yeah, Baltimore. it's in Baltimore. It feels like they, feels like they just went through the fucking crucible with uh, all the COVID stuff and the games re- being rescheduled. Then they have this primetime game to like top it all off. Getting this done is big because you've got three just regular Sunday games coming up. First one at home against a bad team. They haven't played on a Sunday since the Tennessee game. Which was so, a bad Sunday. A bad Sunday. Why does Jimmy Kotor 62, why does Hollywood disappear 90% of the game? He had a couple catches, a couple drops. I mean... Yeah, know. it was more like I think people are going to kind of get on him. I think mainly because of that drop from McSorley or the McSorley pass. Like that felt like a really crucial drop. Um, he had the big PI early. Yeah, he did. Five. That was a bit. That was a big he play. Fucking toasted his man. Lamar underthrew it because he had pressure in his face. Yeah, he had a couple. Uh, he, you know, he, he did a couple things. I think people are going to look at that drop from McSorley and I, I get it. But, you know, it, it's it's tough. I, <laughs> If he just didn't do that fucking tweet, like this wouldn't be as big of a storyline as it is. The fact that he did the tweet like put puts pressure on him, though. I feel like that's what I'm saying. Like that's all it is. I, I like it. I like that he tweeted it. Ravens fa dot n Ravens fan. What part of Lamar's passing does he need to work on most? Just getting the ball out in rhythm. Uh, I think thinking less on deep balls and just letting it fucking rip, man. Like you see him hitch at the top of his drop. That's when he needs to get the ball out on those deep balls. When he sees it let it fly and he waits on it and he tries to hitch and he tries to be too perfect. It's like, it feels like it's almost at times like someone who gets in a rut from three at times and they start overthinking their, their shot and they think about it. And the way that you end that is to just keep shooting, keep shooting, keep shooting. Don't think about it. Let the ball come out. 
Uh, and how do you guys feel about Hollywood going forward? I think we've talked about Hollywood a lot at nauseum tonight. Ad nauseum, pardon me. Good. I think we feel good. I think we feel good overall. Yeah, he's like like I've been mentioning, I don't think he's this number one corner that some people, myself included, thought heading into the season. But I think he's shown me more than enough that he can be a uh, high-end number two. And uh, I feel good about his ability to bounce back the last couple of weeks with scoring the touchdowns and then not only scoring a touchdown like in garbage time, like he kind of did against the Steelers, but making that massive play tonight. It's fucking great. It was great. Has a huge, huge move against the Cowboys. Bust that one open. There's a lot of Hollywood stuff. I'm going to rattle them off. Uh, not a question. Esamp Jr., not a question, but Hollywood a scrub. Lamar made that fourth down play. Shri Benna, surely Hollywood's drop cement the need to get an alpha number one. Uh, there are a couple more later down. Whatever, there's a couple more Hollywood ones. That We're, we're done with Hollywood. We've, we've talked about Hollywood too much. Man, I'm so hyped right now. Anything is possible. Shri Benna. Anything's sure. possible. We have Doug with a couple underscores. Also, ah, a bunch of exclamation points. Kogi Barra, is it me or is, oh, I think you meant to say, O-line situation giving Ravens flock deja vu 2012. I feel like they're coming together. Fluker, man, I, I am shocked at what, Fluker turned out tonight in a big way. I saw a couple of really great reps. Don't love to break down offensive line play from – it's a little easier in the primetime games because they give you so many replays and so many different angles and you can see some shit. But uh, early on, you know, Phillips really was awful. Macari had the false start. We didn't hear Ben Powers' name mentioned once, which means uh, more often than not, he probably did a solid job. Uh, Orlando Brown, it felt like, held it down. So, yeah, I mean – that offensive line had Matt Burke, who was like a Hall of Fame caliber center. Marshall Yanda is a youngster. Uh, Osemele is a rookie. Like, that's a line. And then, and then the tackles were Orr, a first-round pick, and McKinney, uh, also a first-round pick, and he was the one who kind of came in at the end. Sure, I just think that line, the Ravens' 2012 line, was actually really fucking dominant, and this line could be solid, uh, but I wouldn't go that far. But at the same time, Lamar's impact on and the option game's impact on the run game, especially, it makes the job a lot easier for the offensive line. Guys are going to be in the wrong gaps. They're going to misread plays. They're going to be in the wrong place. And you kind of can just seal them. You get to get guys by surprise a lot. Uh, so I, I see that a little bit, but I think that line in 2012 was amazing. Danny, 6459. What do you guys, what do you think this game says about our defense? They got a lot of, a lot to sort out pre snap. And uh, they've got a lot of new faces that need to get acclimated more so. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I think um, I'm curious what's going to happen with like Bredesen and some of these young guys. I feel like he's a guy that they're going to be excited about next year, but you know, nothing, nothing really to do this year. I feel like it's a little late to kind of get jacked up about a fourth round pick. I agree. Uh, kind of the powers road, maybe. Yeah. He could, he could be an option at center. He has short arms. Macari being that swing guy, I, I am shocked if they don't make a high round or big name acquisition across the offensive line. I think that's really been exposed that obviously, you know, Yonda's impact was it's the main it's the main issue for me. Everyone's freaking out about like the receiver position in Allen Robinson. Like get me a badass like guard that can get out in space and like fuck shit up. Like that's what I Why Davis, Ohio State, future Baltimore Raven if they pick in the top twenty five. Well, let's hope that they don't. 
Mm, yeah, let's hope that they don't. Let's hope it's 32 and not 26. Though. Let's just say Wyatt Davis falls to 32 where the Ravens pick him. That's all. That's Listen, it's I don't ask for much here. Pluke Serfs, our boy. Boy, with a capital B. What are the answers with this secondary? Great win, but concerns. Continuing to get guys acclimated. They just need to get healthy, man. Peters has been fighting injuries for so fucking long. Uh, so long. This might be a game where he, if he's banged up, maybe he can sit out against the Jags. It is the Jags, not the Giants, right? Yeah, next week is Jags, then Giants, okay. then Bengals away. Okay. Giants are still fighting for the playoffs, probably. So that that does, you know, throw some but, more. Dude, uh, fuck the NFC play. East, man. Like, fuck the NFC East, by the way. The Ravens are going to fuck the NFC. So they're going to go four and zero. Credit them. to credit to the uh, the team for the big time win over. San team Fran. is sick. They are tight. That, that defense is I capital G gnarly. Love the team. Neon Dion. Stats aside, Lamar's best game ever. Top, definitely top five. Definitely top five. It really is. If you like look at it at the whole package, it's like a lot of microcosms uh, from this game. This feels like a microcosm of a great Lamar game. Just like gets it done with the legs enough throws just where they need to be made just came back from taking a shit i mean like it's just all the hallmarks of a great lamar game absolutely jeff road jeff Rody, you guys jeff Rode. you guys think you guys think lamar gets a pepto bisball sponsorship now great win lfg it's either that or like Charmin or you know how like cam soto reaches out to anyone when it was like a risque like situation that happens like this is going to be like right. the, the Charmin lamar game Hell yeah. Hashim Gauchet. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, yeah boy. Fuck yeah. Underscore. Tucker can have my kids. You can have his kids. How about that? Don't disrespect. Listen, he's he's a hot man. I don't blame you for saying that. Goes to the QG, the quintessential gentleman Baltimore. Gets his hair cut up. NRKK. What is the future of the pass defense, and what are the Ravens going to do to fix it? More too high can help. Uh, five men under too high. I think, and just getting just getting healthy solves the problems. Jimmy Smith is out with a shoulder. He'll probably miss this week, I bet. Yeah. Uh, Tremon Williams back. Anthony Averett still getting mixed back in after a collarbone injury. Harris getting more time. Marlin and, you know, uh, Peters. I mean, Peters is banged up. Harbaugh said basically Peters is injured, and he ran back onto the field while the trainers were looking for him and the trainers were like, Hey, where's Peters? And then he, the ball was snapped and Peters blitzed and almost got a sack. So he is, Peters is a freaking dog, man. Love Marcus Peters. I'm gonna, I need to get his jersey. He's literally like one of my favorite players of the last couple of years. Like it's not even all, close. One of your all time favorite Ravens. He's getting there, dude. He's, he's a hundred percent. I wanted him on, on the, he's on the short list. I wanted him in that draft so badly. And like, it just feels like destiny that he'd wind up here. I love him. They wanted him for a long time. Lily Parks, insane, still shaking. Hell yeah, Lily. Love to hear it. John Downing, four. Giro was bailed out by Freaky L. Freaky L. I love Lamar, no question. Giro draws that shit up, though. Like that's That run game. game looked fucking sick. Like, <laughs> do we have to do this every game? And, like, I had people coming at me. Like, I had one guy, like, oh, man, Lamar, like, he, he looks so good when, like, Roman lets him cut it loose. It's like, dude, Lamar can fucking cut it loose. Like if he wants to, he can scramble on some of these plays. The throws are there. The Mark yeah. Andrews throw is there. The throw is there. The scrambles are there too. He can take off and run if it's there. And there were times this season where he didn't do that for whatever reason. I don't know if he wanted to like 
prove his ability as a pocket passer, but in my opinion, it's already pretty much proven. So just do what you do best. Take off and run when it's there. You got to do it. As much as everyone wants to dump on the the you know faceless entity up in the box, you know the coach can never be on the players, can it? We love Lamar to fucking death. We've been Lamar Lamar's biggest advocates. We thought he was going to be kick ass last year, and I we hold him to, a, and I hold him to a higher standard because I there. we do we hold him to a higher standard. He is not devoid of criticism. Like he's a fucking quarterback. He fucks up. I'm not above. I'm going to try a be, because I enjoy him so much, and because people just defend him so blindly and vehemently at the same time. I am going to try to remain as objective as possible all the time, all the time. And we always try to keep the big picture. We don't like to go throw to throw. I got pissed at the throws that he missed, but he can cut it loose. I 100% agree. Great point, Jake. Yep. Moving on, the pools. Jake, you got to buy a lottery ticket, bro. You got your Tucker ice. Woo-woo. Big positive. From I feel this like week. Uh, I feel like I have called like three of those in the last like five weeks. To be fair, but uh, this one hit. You had a couple calls. I think you have had a couple calls. Well, I think I, I I think I called a couple Tucker games recently that like did not come to fruition. Uh, but we don't we don't have to you, dwell on that. You've but but you knew one was brewing. You had I did. I could feel it. In, I could feel it deep in my loins, just like my passion for jazz flute. It was just in there and came out tonight. Jazz flute, baby. Will Ferrell, Ron Burgundy. Aiden Fisher ribs. five. I had ribs for lunch. That's why I'm doing this. Aiden Fisher five with a. I, this is. A I love scotch. Scotchy, scotchy, scotch. Now I drink it down into my belly. Baxter. I was in a glass box of emotion during this. Game. He's in a glass case of emotion. He punted Baxter. The right one. This is Doctor Kenneth Noisewater. I'm that's not. The, that's the left one. This is James Westfall. You play your cards right. You just want to get you get to meet the whole crew here. Aiden Fisher five. Hollywood steps up in big games. Kind of feels like he does. Listen, the the evidence is bearing that out. Is it not? It is. Brendan twenty seven. Justin Tucker is hands down the greatest kicker of all time. Agree. I do. He has kicked in a Super Bowl. He has won an AFC Championship game. M- fucking money from fifty plus kicks outdoors all the time. Outkicks everyone. He has never been outkicked. If he plays for twenty years and he gets like maybe one or two more rings, like there's, I think he'll. I think he's like. I think he's like good for the Hall of Fame. If he doesn't, no, like he should. Really he should definitely. Line, he should make the Hall of Fame. But like people are going to hold the Vinatieri thing against him because Vinatieri was lucky to be on those early Patriots teams. Like, yeah, but Vinatieri is going to go to the Hall of Fame. He he deserves to. He's the greatest kicker yeah. of all time right now. Uh, Tucker is going to be the greatest kicker of all time if he continues on this trajectory or anything yeah, closer. Vinatieri is the most successful kicker of all time. Yeah, Tucker he has the right. Vinatieri is Brady. Uh, Tucker is Mahomes right now. Sure, I, I can go with that. Koji Barra again, but for real, they do need a wide receiver one. We're not worried about the offseason right now. Max Lone, 44. Who said Lamar can't win big games? Hell yeah. Also, like, yeah. do they need a wide receiver one? Like, they could just run the shit out of the ball. Like, that's an option. It's, it, they just need a fucking offseason, like actually getting their shit together in the passing game. And That's the thing is, like, did there's that no, last there's... year when I when I got to cover training camp, not this offseason, but last offseason, and you came with me a couple times, Jake. How much of their day were they spending on passing? Yeah, on passing drills of some sort. Yeah, the whole fucking day. We Mark, Mark Andrews. This running. was like pre Mark Andrews, like massive breakout, and he was looking like an absolute fucking stud. Yeah, we were like, holy shit, he is unbelievable. He's going like, to look unbelievable, too. Yeah, he did. He did. It's RIP to that, but yes. 
Um, Boykin's playing well lately, man. He had a nice catch tonight. He listen. He had he's, a nice catch. He, he's making some tough catches. He's blocking his ass off. I'm I'm I was a little salty bitch for a little while, but it was after that Eagles game. But you were getting I'm on him for the uh, the Xbox stuff a little bit there too. I don't I don't I'm, mean to I'm out you on that. Boykin's camp. I'm still fucking pissed at Greg Roman. Uh, I am pissed about Greg, Greg Roman about the one issue that I can't stand, and it is the the play clock management, the system of calling plays. Lamar with his four-sided fucking wristband. Yeah, he's got the Cheesecake Factory menu out there just trying to fucking like... Literally, he's like, all right, Louisiana chicken pasta, what does that come with? Like, shit. Oh, let me flip over to the sushi menu real quick and see what... Uh, oh, wait, guys, guys, no, we need the birthday singing team in. 11 personnel, change out with... The, ta- the Thai food is the hot read, and we actually got to like then switch over to the... Uh, <laughs> we got to switch over to the Crockett's from Holland. That's going to be the uh, audible, but... Oh, shit, it's supposed to be gluten-free, gluten-free. Fire, fire, fire on the line, on the line. Shut up. Yeah, fucking delay game. Almost had two two delay games in this crucial game. They they had one, yeah. I mean, you know, almost had two. Yeah. Mister Joseph, all he needed was a cape, and I'm gonna add on to the end of that. Yeah, he needed a little cape of fucking toilet paper. Alex Bitzel, how has Ben Powers performed the last few weeks? Ben Powers is the second best offensive lineman to me. Uh, he is not. Bozeman lost a lot against the Cowboys. It looked kind of. Early on, early on, it looked like Bozeman played well, but Powers has been doing his job, executing, getting movement on the ball, um, not missing assignments, not getting fucking thrown on his face. And Ben Powers has been solid. He's still learning. He hasn't been dominant. He hasn't been a lead. He hasn't been very good. I wouldn't even say he's been good. He's been solid. He's been okay. He's a fourth-round rookie from – or a fourth-round player from a year ago. That hasn't gotten to play until the last couple weeks. Robbie Redifer, 42. I love everything. Hell yeah. I love everything too. Me this too. was an awesome. Me game. too. Enjoy life. You know, this is this is the game that you live for. These are the types of moments, and we don't get them often. This is the most alive I've felt in a long time. As with life, we don't get these moments often. So savor it. Which Enjoy. is which is sad. I felt very alive during this game. Yes. Evan Parsons uh, zero went from burning my Hollywood jersey to this with a smiley face. Hell yeah. Kogi Berra. Jet just has a way of making you want to bench him, and then he fucking amazes you. Kogi Barra was on like a fix of Hollywood tonight. Many people uh, were, you know, he he was he was getting it from all sides. Yeah, man, and I think just like if Lamar dropped back thirty-five times, Hollywood probably finishes with like five catches and ninety yards. Like gets open, he gets open. He doesn't have a huge catch radius. Yeah, uh, if he gets the ball in space, he's fucking gone. That's the thing, like. He never gets the ball in space, and every time he does, he does something awesome. He's it feels like in space it, it, in the second level. Like feels not, like there, it feels like there was a weirdness with the way that he catches the ball. It feels like he's in between being a hands catcher and a body catcher, and like some of them will just like kind of bounce off in a in a certain situation. The ball is the size of his chest, which is probably the issue. Like he has trouble like kind of securing it in there. Like the it's like the crab he trap. Just a big catch radius. He has to like use little freaking mittens and grab it. And he's a small man. Bird-boned, but boss mode at the same time. He freaking made plays when it counted. Uh, did Lamar actually take a mid-game poop? Joking. I don't think you are joking when you ask that. But He said no. Yeah, that that video gonna... that video of him running, like that, that's a poop run if I've ever seen one. Right. But like, how do you miss two drives? Which is like an equivalent of four drives because the Browns had two drives. How do you miss that much time? He was out for a while. He was. And then we got the last two here. M. Dern. Tell me one good reason not to keep Willie Sneed forever. Just one dude. 
is a baller. So I don't, that doesn't quite make sense, but that basically they love Willie Sneed. I love Willie Sneed too. He does nothing to disappoint you. Uh, sometimes he can't make really fucking tough catches like the Steelers game. That is the worst of Willie Sneed. Yeah. He, um, didn't get out of bounds, which kind of pissed me off. He didn't just like fucking sprint out. Of uh, he he tried. He tried to get there. He's not the fastest. Fucking get out of bounds. I love him too. He's uh, another guy that I've been kind of talking about as a dog on this offense amidst a. Uh, he's a hashtag Gruden grinder. He is. He's a Gruden grinder. He's a. He's like a Kamar Aiken on that 2014 team. Like he's just he makes it happen right at the right moment. You know, not going to wow you in any physical way but he's just he's kind of right there in the right moment. hell of a blocker maximum effort tough over the middle he's an amazing slot move slot blocking receiver like, we also didn't talk about the fact that he made that play on third and 10 with trace uh, i did talk about that i thought no that i'm saying play. that in the context of we didn't talk about the fact that he made that play because he wanted to get revenge on his old team big willie sneed revenge game here big willie sneed revenge game finally our girl, Angela Hester, rounds us out. Defense played ass. A little bit. Played that ass. Boy. Uh, how worried should we be down the stretch? By the defense, like, not that worried. Like, this game got fucking out of control because of injuries and weird shit going on. Like, it was atypical. Some this games was, some games just turn into... the air of this game tonight. Yeah, some games just turn into Big 12 games. Like, just out of nowhere. And then, like, it just kind of reverts back to normal a lot of the time, I feel like. And that's okay. Yeah. And like, honestly, like if you want to say worried, like I would have predicted them to finish 10 and six anyway. I probably would have thought they'd lose this game, but they got it out of the way. And now you got three relatively easy ones on the stretch. So probably not like, you you, you know, it's just a good win. Lamar Jackson had a 99.5 QBR tonight. That was the highest of the season. Indeed. Good for him. He, yeah, he really came back strong after the, uh, after he cleared the old, the old bowels out there. Um, so that's Clear all for the is that all for me? I mean, the fucking. <laughs> what were you going to say? The fucking cleats. Yeah, that was bad. I like that was uh shout out to me for not knowing that you were allowed to change cleats in the middle of the game. I got some. Uh, that was funny. Got some heat on heat on Twitter for that. I, what am I? Why am I supposed to know that? What, what do you what do you fucking think they can't they're like oh these are your cleats, because you're it's fucked, the dude. fucking nfl dude there's only, there's stupid rules left and right like why would i they used, used to be strict with like the brands and stuff but you that's what i was thinking equipment manager has different length cleats like three eighth inch five oh we get it dude you played high school football that's not that's basic fucking knowledge basic like, knowledge you, get the fuck you fucking out of here. change the cleat out you take a little screw you change the fucking cleat out Take a little screw. It's like I tweeted out you the. You know that, that happened because you know you watched the you watched the Seattle game last year and you know that that happened too. I was in a last case of emotion watching that, so I don't. His hat is not hideous. Fuck you. This is a sick Did ass. Somebody hat. coming in your hat. Fuck you. It's also isn't that for um. Some yeah, J. E. Wong. It was QBR. It was not quarterback rating. It was ninety nine point five QBR. His EPA was like fucking eighteen. Very sick. Uh, yeah, we got to get into some of these. Um, probably too many to get to on the. There's, there's, we've, we've, we've grazed through those. We don't need to go through all those. Okay. Cool. We've, we've hit the. We've we, hit the we have list. hit the, we hit the comments. There's a lot of comments tonight. We fucking love it. Uh, love you guys. This is probably going to be the most trafficked episode in a while. For good reason. Probably. We've, we've had tough times with the COVID shit, with my scheduling, with the games being on weird fucking days. All of it has been an absolute mess. We appreciate our listeners. We love you guys. Ravens are eight and five game of the fucking year so far, huge game, huge performance. 
And at this point, the Ravens, you know, looking pretty fucking good. They finally get to these these final games, this awaited stretch, getting the Jaguars, who they should be able to roll right through. Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins should get to bully the shit out of them. Giants are a tough game, but that's a winnable game. And then Cincinnati has no Joe Burrow. That loses the friskiness that you're kind of worried of at the end from early on. And after all the bullshit the Ravens have dealt with this season, I will take a Burrowless Cincinnati to uh, to round out Week 17. Hopefully the Ravens are able to handle business. But you got to do it week by week, so we'll see how they manage against the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll be previewing that, trying to get some Duval people up in here. We haven't had an interview in a while because these games have been so fucked up schedule-wise, but we'll try and figure something out. Duval. Yeah, it's been uh, – it feels a little bit of a ball don't lie situation. Like I mentioned earlier – the driving rain up in New England and the the COVID, it kind of feels like, you know, you maybe you swap one of those out for one of this. Little ball don't lie situation, in my opinion, but it is what it is. Looks like they might be rounding back into form at the, the perfect time here. So coming up on 1.30 a.m., uh, we got to get up for work. So we're going to go ahead and get on out of here. But as always, we appreciate everyone tuning in to this tremendous episode of the podcast, which we both really enjoyed, probably – top five vibes podcast of the year at the very least. I, I really, really enjoyed this one. I hope you guys, uh, everyone commenting and shooting us stuff on Twitter and Instagram. We really appreciate. Hope you guys enjoyed our, uh, our takes on it and whatnot. And, uh, we hope that you have yourselves a great week. We're going to be back uh, later in the week, probably a little Friday preview for that Jaguars game. Like Spen mentioned. And, uh, yeah, in the meantime, have yourselves a great week guys. If you're, Listening to this on your RSS platforms, leave us that five-star review or five-star rating and review, and uh, go ahead and subscribe if you're not already. If you're on YouTube, mash that subscribe button and uh, keep giving us those uh, those views on there and uh, tuning into the live streams as we record these things. And uh, follow us on social media. You can follow the show at Podcast Beatdown. Follow me at Jake Luke. That is L-O-U-Q-U-E. And you can follow Spencer at Ravens for Dummies and uh, follow the main account at Be More Beatdown. Really appreciate everyone tuning in. Uh, best game of the year by far. So uh, this was definitely one of the more fun ones to record, and um, I'm going to sleep happy tonight. Hell yeah. I got work at 6. I'm ready to roll, though. Last couple days uh, in this position for SIS. So we'll be getting really, really, really cooking with the podcast, trying to turn out some more episodes. We are getting close to our annual goal of 250000 downloads on the year for the podcast. I think we're somewhere around 215 right now. Don't have a lot of time to round it out, but share this shit with a friend, get it going, share the love. We love you guys. Appreciate all the mailbag stuff. Always. We'll get some juicy stuff going. Uh, we appreciate you guys hanging with us through this crazy COVID time. I think, hope we've given you some entertainment and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you guys in a couple of days. Peace out. See ya. Yo, you missed, you were supposed to, you've got the quote from glorious bastards. That's how we're ending from now on. Arriva Derchi. Boom. All right, thanks a lot. Appreciate you guys. See you later. All right, God bless. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry.